All right, all right. Okay, okay. What is up, everybody? It's LG Talks Facts here. It's Facts. Like always, of course. Sorry about that, guys. I just got a phone call, so my uh, episode got cut off right there, but I did post up part one right there. It's an 11-minute episode. I thought it was a little bit shorter than that, but uh, sorry about that, guys. You know, I do have my phone on. Do not disturb. I somehow still got a phone call, so try to make sure that doesn't get cut off again right there. So this is part two right now. I didn't expect to do two parts of this episode right here about... Uh, football and baseball that I really didn't expect that much right there to be completely honest but uh it's all right though it's all right it's all right all right so I was talking about the Trubisky signing now let's get to the Von Miller signing so Von Miller it was right on here I was talking about Von Miller I got the call so uh (laughs) sorry about that guys so Von Miller signed a six-year 120 million dollar deal with the Buffalo Bills so overall, to be honest with uh, with Miller, I think that's a lot of years. It's a lot of money because Von Miller, we know, has had his injury problems in the past. Especially he didn't play all of 2020. He did play in 15 games last season, seven with Denver and eight with L.A. He's a two-time Super winning champ. But the injuries, though, that's a thing. That is a thing. And like I said, you know, last year in the playoffs, Von Miller was absolutely dominant. He was a, he was dominant in the playoffs last year for the Rams. Definitely a huge piece, huge key piece in the Rams winning a Super Bowl. Absolutely. He absolutely was. Um, I mean, him going to the Bills, I think it'll, it'll work in the short run. But, I don't know, once we get to that fourth year or third or fourth year, I don't know. You know, I think he's got maybe two or three good years left in him, in my honest opinion. It's a lot of years, though. Six years? That's a lot of years. That's a lot of fucking years right there. It really is. That really is a lot of years. That's a lot. And the money... Yeah, I mean, the money's, you know, whatever, I guess you could say. I guess you could say the money's whatever, in my honest opinion. It's whatever. Um, It's just the years, though. The years is a lot. The years is definitely a lot. You know, will it help the Bills? Eh, It could. Again, in the short run, I think it will. In the short run, I think it'll definitely help them. But going further, like the third or fourth year, I don't know. First two years, I think he'll be fine. The rest, I don't know about that. But we'll definitely see. We'll definitely see. He could be a huge key piece in the Bills probably going to a Super Bowl. You know, because their defense against the Chiefs right there, yeah. I mean, well, that was mostly an offensive game on both sides. But, um, you know, because I think a lot of people are going to say it might be Bills and Chiefs in the AFC Championship game this season coming up. That's, that definitely could happen again. Uh, we know it was a divisional game <clears throat> last season. But um, I think Von Miller, like I said, the short run, he'll be good for the Bills. But like I said, when we get into the later years, I don't know if he'll be the same. I don't know if he'll be the same. You know, that's just how I see it. That's just how I see it. 
SRC right there. You know, but now we get to the next move right here for Allen Robinson, who signed a three-year, $46.5 million deal with the Los Angeles Rams. And all I got to say is, hallelujah, he's out of Chicago now. He's out of hell. He's out of hell right there. You know, he's finally out of Chicago, and now he gets to thrive in L.A. And I think that's really good for the Rams, especially getting a weapon like Allen Robinson, especially... They extended Matthew Stafford. We'll get those contract details in just a second. Um, I think it's good. I obviously think it's good that they, uh, you know, sign Robinson. It kind of leaves the question. Um, it kind of like leaves the question right there. Like, what's going to happen with OBJ? You know, what's going to happen with OBJ now going forward? You know, will he re-sign with the Rams? The Rams do still have enough money to re-sign him. They also just they also just traded Robert Woods to the Tennessee Titans. You know, he's coming off an ACL injury. He will be ready for the Titans because they just released Julio Jones. And I thought that Julio Jones trade, I don't know if I mentioned it, saying he doesn't come up big in big moments. He just doesn't Julio Jones. Especially with the injury problems as well. He was injured all year for Tennessee or most of the year for Tennessee. He's not a red zone guy either. You know, he doesn't come up big in big moments. Like I'm seeing some Cowboy fans say, let's sign Julio. No, he doesn't show up in big moments. What makes you think he's going to show up in Dallas? If he doesn't show up in Atlanta or Tennessee, he's not going to show up in Dallas. Absolutely not. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen at all. He won't. He absolutely won't show up in Dallas. That's not going to happen. That's how I see it. But, you know, them signing Allen Robinson, really good signing. Now, let's get the extension for Matthew Stafford. So, let's see. How many years was it? Four years, $160 million. And, listen, this guy Stafford, man, did I think it was going to work out in L.A.? Did I think they would win a Super Bowl? Like, I thought it was going to work out, but I didn't think they were going to win a Super Bowl. I didn't expect that at all. You know, because I questioned Stafford, like, can he win in big games? And he absolutely did. He beat the Cardinals. He beat the Bucs. He beat Tom Brady. Sent Brady to retirement. Or, you know, as we thought. But now he's back, obviously. Um, Beat the 49ers in the championship game. You know, the Rams had struggled against the 49ers for such a long time these last couple years. And, you know, even though they were the road team in the Super Bowl, they had home field advantage over the Bengals, and they beat them. You know, it was really exciting seeing Stafford and Burrow in the Super Bowl, something I don't think we really expected. You know, because I think a lot of people would say they would trust the Rams' defense, but do you really trust Stafford? I mean, Stafford did make his mistakes, you know, in the playoffs, especially in the Super Bowl. He made a couple mistakes as well, but they pulled through. They pulled through. They absolutely pulled through. And it was a hell of a run. And he absolutely deserves that extension. He absolutely fucking deserves it. He absolutely deserves... All that money right there, you know, a lot of people are questioning, is he a future Hall of Famer? He's only been to one Pro Bowl, which is really surprising. He should have been a Pro Bowler in 2011. I think he had almost 50 touchdowns that year. It's surprising that he wasn't a Pro Bowler, and he wasn't a Pro Bowler last season. But Kirk Cousins was? That doesn't make any sense. How does that make sense? 
How how is Matthew Stafford not a Pro Bowler in twenty eleven or even last season? Arguably two of the great seasons of his career. Twenty fourteen had a good season. We look at the stats wise in twenty eleven and last year they're completely different. They're better than twenty fourteen. Like way different. Absolutely way different. You know what I mean? Like what the fuck? I really don't understand it. I really don't. But I'm happy for him, though. I really am. Like, did I want the Rams to win in the Super Bowl? In reality, no, I wanted Cincinnati to win. But overall, I guess I was going to be happy for L.A. as well. So, you know, we'll see what happens going forward now for the Rams. We'll see what happens. I think they're working on a a new contract for Aaron Donald because there's rumors of him, you know, retiring. And they did lose Von Miller. You know, will it be a big loss? It'll be somewhat a loss right there, but not like a huge catastrophic loss. You know, if they were to lose like Aaron Donald, that's a different story. That's way different. Aaron Donald's a fucking beast. We already know he's going into the Hall of Fame. He could retire right now. He's in the Hall of Fame in a few years. Absolutely. But we'll see how the Rams do going forward. You know, you got Allen Robinson. That's good. You extended Matthew Stafford. That's also good. You know, Robert Woods, who was a solid receiver. You know, it's a shame to see him go, but now he's in Tennessee. We'll see how he does out there. And most likely they're going to lose OBJ. So we'll see where he goes. I think wherever OBJ is going to go, he's going to get a short-term deal. That's what I think. I think he's going to get a short-term deal wherever he goes, whether he stays in L.A. or wherever else he goes. He'll get a short-term deal. That's what I see. That's what I see. But now let's get to Randy Gregory. (sighs) So he actually was going to re-sign with the Dallas Cowboys. Let me get the contract real quick. He, okay, it's not here. Hold on. Give me one second. Give me one second. It's not on Wikipedia. That's where I found the other fucking uh, contracts. But I have to go on ESPN right here and find it. So he signed a five-year, $70 million deal with the Denver Broncos. That's exactly what he was going to sign or re-sign with the Dallas Cowboys. But no. Last minute, he goes to Denver. And now he's blaming the Cowboys front office and he's blaming the fan base for being toxic. All right, one Gregory. You sold in that wild card game against the 49ers. How, how many fucking um, across the line of scrimmage penalties did you have in that game? You cost us so many times in that game against San Francisco. And I've defended Gregory constantly. I've defended this guy. After everything he's been through, I've defended this guy since day one. Since day one. Getting suspended, trying to get reinstated, and the Dallas Cowboys, they got him reinstated. And even though I don't particularly like Jerry Jones, but he re- he got you reinstated. And now you're going to blame Jerry Jones, you're going to blame the... Cowboys fan base calling us toxic. Like, what are you talking about? 
I mean, I'm sure there have been some people in the fan base that have said stuff to Gregory. I'm sure there's been people that have. But I think most of it's been support for Gregory after everything he's been through and how he's still playing right now. He's battled addiction. He has stayed on the field these last couple years. And he's been a monster for us on the field. But don't go blaming the Cowboys. Go blaming the fan base. Are you serious? Like, are you kidding me? The Cowboys offered him five years, 70 mil. He chose last minute to take that same deal with Denver. I mean, I couldn't believe it right there. When I saw that they re-signed him, I was like, oh, okay, let's go. That's great. But then he pulled that last minute stunt. I, I couldn't believe it. And listen, I'm sure Jerry Jones and the Cowboys are completely embarrassed, and they should be. I would be embarrassed. I'd be embarrassed just as well. I really would. You know, if I'm Jerry Jones and the Cowboys, I'd be absolutely furious. You know, do I wish him the best in Denver? You know, usually I wish the best of players... They used to be on my teams when they go to different teams, but I don't wish anything of the best for Randy Gregory in Denver. I absolutely don't. Because you're going to go on Twitter and say, y'all orphans don't pay my bills, and you're going to go after Cowboy fans now. Okay, Gregory, whatever. You know, whatever, man. This fan base believed in you, whether you want to believe it or not. The Cowboys got you reinstated. So I would be a little bit grateful. I would be a little bit grateful that we got you reinstated, I mean say we have that the Cowboys organization got you reinstated so you could play and you're going to be ungrateful like this. That's disgusting. It really is. So I don't wish him any of the best out there in Denver. I just don't. I absolutely don't. The next time we play the Broncos, we won't be for another four years. If Gregory's still on the team right there, if he's still in the league, then I hope that we can get to him. I really do. And I don't care. I can sound as petty as I want right here. That's disgusting what he did. He signed a deal, or he was going to sign a deal. He backed out, and he went to Denver. He took his ball, and he ran. That's exactly what he did. This fan base has been nothing but supportive of you. Like I said, there are some fans that are idiots and are going to say stupid things. I believe there have been times I've criticized Gregory as well. When he got that one uh, bad roughing the punter call back in, uh, what was it, 2018 against Philly? The game where Cooper had three touchdowns? Yeah, because I was just pissed off. I don't know. It was against Philly. It was against New Orleans. I think it may have been against New Orleans. I, I, I think I had that wrong. I think it may have been the week before against New Orleans, even though we won that game. But it was a bad penalty. It almost cost us. Whoever it was against, it, it may have been New Orleans. You know, but other than that, I've defended this guy. And it's a real damn shame at the end this way. It really is. It's a real damn shame. But you know what? Fuck him. Simple as that. Fuck them. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say right there is fuck them. You want to do the Cowboys organization like that? Then you know what? You want to talk about the fan base now? Randy, go fuck yourself. Simple as that, buddy. That's all I got to say. But now let's get to the Deshaun Watson trade. Oh, boy. Now this was something. All right. So it was Watson and a Texans 2024 fifth round pick that was traded to the Cleveland Browns in exchange 
for the Browns' first-round draft picks in 2022 this year, 2023, and 2024, as well as a third-round pick for the Browns in 2023 and a fourth-round pick in 2024. And alongside the trade, Watson signed a new fully guaranteed five-year $230 million contract with the Browns, making it the largest contract and most guaranteed money in NFL history. All I could say is, wow. That That's all I have to say right there is wow. Just fucking wow. I'm seriously surprised. I am seriously surprised. Like, I really actually can't believe it, to be honest. I really can't. I really, really can't. Like, I didn't think Deshaun was going to go to Cleveland. Because he, he had no trade clause. I didn't think he was going to accept it to go to Cleveland. I thought maybe like Atlanta or New Orleans. Not Cleveland of all places. But it happened. It absolutely happened. It seemed like Baker was going to be the QB going forward for Cleveland. There's rumors of him getting traded. You know, but then they kind of like turned that rumor down. But now they got Sean Watson. So then now that rumor turns into reality right here for Baker Mayfield. We know he's going to get traded pretty soon. I mean, this trade could be good, but it also could be very bad. It's 50 50 because with the Browns, you don't know what you're getting. You could say, what do you mean? He's a three time Pro Bowler. I understand, but he didn't play at all last year. And we saw how Le'Veon Bell, I know it's a different position, but look how he held out for a whole year. And he's never been the same. Everybody thought he was going to go to the Jets and be the same way he was in Pittsburgh. He's bounced around from the Jets to the Chiefs to the Bucks. I think he was on the Ravens at a time, too. Or before that, before the Bucks was the Ravens. So now he's bounced around. So you see what I'm saying? I'm not saying it's going to happen with Deshaun. He won't bounce around. But we don't know how he's going to be. He's going to be rusty. Yeah, I expect the first couple of games, he's going to be rusty. He's going to make some mistakes. That's all I'm trying to say right there. And what I mean that it could be good is, oh, the Browns win Super Bowl. You know, you have Amari Cooper. You know, it's a real shame the Cowboys got nothing back for him. But you know what? Whatever. You still have Austin Hooper. They re-signed him. A decent tight end. You still have Nick Chubb running back. Definitely an elite running back. Their O-line is not that bad. Their defense, I would say, is good. You know, is Deshaun Watson the best QB in that division? I mean, well, that division has Burrow, Watson himself, Lamar Jackson, and Trubisky. Obviously, Trubisky would be number four. I'd say Burrow's number one. Because what the Bengals did last season, getting to the Super Bowl... He's at number one. I put Lamar number two. And you could say how he put Lamar number two. Even though Lamar was hurt last year, you know, he's played. He wasn't out all year last year. He played. And he was fine. You know, so I put Deshaun at number three. I'm not put him last. I wasn't going to put him behind Trubisky. I wasn't going to do that at all. That would just be stupid. You know what I mean? Uh, that's all I'm saying right there. That's all I'm trying to say right there. 
You know, but again, this trade, it's very, it's very 50-50 is what it is. That's just how I see it. It's very 50-50. It could work, but there's that slight chance it might not. And those three first-round picks you're giving up, that could help out Houston's future. It really could. I mean, we know how Houston fans are going to feel about Sean Watson. And we know all the allegations have been dropped. The sexual assault allegations have been dropped on Deshaun Watson. So, you got to say, yeah, he is. He's not guilty. That's a thing right there. But us as the people, we don't know what's the truth and what's not. If you just read on paper, is it really the truth that he's not guilty? We don't know. We don't know. But... I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how it works out, though. It was really... It was really surprising. It was absolutely surprising to see this trade. You know... I don't know. Surprising to see it, it really was. It absolutely was, but you know what? We'll wait and see what happens. We'll wait and see what happens, though. Overall, again, I'm definitely surprised. I think a lot of other people... <laughs> a lot of other people were as well. I don't know. I don't know. I'm intrigued, though. I absolutely am intrigued. You know, I'd like to know what you guys think, but obviously, you know, this isn't live and everything. You guys can just say it right here. You know, I obviously won't be able to hear you, but I don't know. I'm very skeptical on this trade. I really am. I mean, I know a lot of people could say, oh, it's going to work. It's going to work. But again, he hasn't played in a whole year. That's the downside. He hasn't played in a whole year. That's the thing right there. That's all I'm trying to say. He hasn't played in a whole year. That's a tricky part about this trade. We'll see what happens, though. We'll definitely see what happens. But now let's talk some baseball. Talk for another 20 minutes right here. We'll talk some more baseball, the signings and trades that have happened. we we'll go to the MLB free agency tracker. All right. Let's see how far back we got to go. Let's see. Let's see. Hold on, almost done. Going back, going back, going back. I'm trying to get to the... Okay, yeah. So back on uh, last Sunday, back on the 13th, the Washington National signed Nelson Cruz to a one-year $15 million deal. So now with the universal DH, this absolutely works. It's a steal. It's a steal. You know, we know the Nationals aren't going to be that good this season, but 
if you have Soto and Cruz batting back-to-back, you might see a lot of back-to-back home runs this year from Cruz and Soto if they're hitting back-to-back. I think they should be. I don't see the Nationals as a playoff team. I think their offense will be fine. Their pitching is very thin. Their bullpen really isn't that good. I think their offense could be one of the best in the league because they have a lot of talent on that offense. But pitching-wise, they suck. That's all I'm trying to say. Uh, Let's see. The Mets, you know, they signed Adam Adovino to a one-year $4 million deal. So Adam Adovino is right-handed reliever. You know, not bad. Not bad at all, to be honest. You know, one year, $4 million, that's not not bad for that bullpen right there. Not a bad uh, bullpen piece. Not a bad bullpen piece for the Mets, I would say. In my honest opinion, not really bad at all, even though... Uh, Pretty surprised out if Eno didn't stay with Boston, though. It definitely helped out their bullpen. It would have definitely. It would have definitely helped out their bullpen if they were if he would have stayed in Boston. Because their bullpen's so thin right now. Um We'll definitely see though. You know, four million dollars for one year. Not bad. That ain't bad at all, I would say. I wouldn't say that's any. I wouldn't, that's not a bad move at all. We'll see how it works out, though. You know, and here's the thing. You know, this may sound crazy, but I think the Mets should give Adovino a chance to be the closer because we've seen how Diaz has been these three years with the Mets. He's too erratic. You know, he has his moments. He has moments where he's good. But overall, he's not a good closer. He's really not. Not with the Mets. With the Mariners, he was great. With the Mets, has his moments. He's too unreliable. That's just the thing with him. He's too unreliable. He's too crazy. That's how it is. That's just, you know, how it is. He's too... Unreliable with the Mets. Or not the Mets, excuse me. You know, yeah, yeah, with the Mets, Diaz. That's always out of Vino for a second. But no, yeah, Diaz has been too erratic and just too out of it with the Mets. He just has been. I had to give Adovino a shot and let's see what he can do. That's what I would do right there. Give him a chance. Let's see what he can do. You know, I don't know if many people would... Um, I don't know if many people would agree. I don't know if many people would agree at all, but give him a chance. Let's see what he can do. That's all that I, That's all I'm trying to say. Give him a shot. But now let's get to the big Matt Olson trade between the Athletics and the Braves. The Atlanta Braves, the Oakland Athletics agreed to send Matt Olson. Star first base with Matt Olson to the Atlanta Braves for outfielder Christian Pache, catcher Shea Langarius, I think I say his name, starter Ryan Kusick, and starting pitcher Joey Estes. 
And then Matt Olson did sign an eight-year, $168 million extension with the Braves. So he's locked up with the Atlanta Braves. Could be the rest of his career. Who knows? Here's the thing about Matt Olson. I kind of had this feeling, too, because him and his wife do reside in Atlanta in the offseason. So this makes sense. So now they could be in Atlanta permanently. So it absolutely made sense for him to get traded to Atlanta. You know, I think it's a really good trade. It's a really good trade, obviously, for the Braves because now they did lose Freeman a couple days later. We'll get to that in just a second. Um, but them getting Matt Olson is huge. Them getting Matt Olson is huge. It absolutely is. Um, especially now he's locked down for mostly the rest of his career now with Atlanta. You get him in that ballpark right there. It is a shame that they did lose Freddie. You know, because Freddie is that homegrown guy right there. He was the heart and soul of the Atlanta Braves. You know, hopefully he gets a nice tribute video, and he should when the... Uh... All right, let's get to him now, right now, then. When the Dodgers come to town, because Freddie Freeman... Let's see, where is he? He's up here somewhere. He's signed... Where are you, Freddie? He signed a six-year, $162 million deal with the L.A. Dodgers. And I think it's a good move for L.A. You know, are the years a lot? I mean, well, listen, Freddie at 32 has really showed no signs of slowing down just yet. You know, he could always move to the DH spot. Um, like, if his first base, you know... If he starts to decrease at first base, like if his first base game starts to go down, then yeah, he could be in that DH role in the future. He absolutely could be. Yeah, but him going to the Dodgers right there, that Dodgers team is still very stacked. They still have good pitching from starting rotations to the bullpen. Their offense is one of the best in the league, I would have to say. I think people would I think people would agree on that one. Um but yeah, the contract really isn't that bad. He didn't get, you know, big, big money. $162 million is a lot, but it's not like 200 or in the 300s. Like, you know, not like that at all. That's what I'm trying to say. I like it, though. I hope he does get a nice tribute video in Atlanta when they go there. You know, he also did say, like, the Braves didn't tell him that they were moving on. So he was mostly, like, stunned by it, like... He wasn't told they were moving on. Like, he didn't know at all, actually. He didn't know at all. Like, he actually didn't know at all that they were they were moving on. Pretty surprising, it really is. And he is from South California, so he is going back home right there. So, we'll see how he does. I think he's going to do just fine out there. Now, here's a move that really didn't make much sense. Chris Bryant signed a seven-year, $182 million contract with the Colorado Rockies. I mean, he's staying in the NL West, but you're going to Colorado. I mean, he'll probably hit 40 home runs in that stadium. But seven years in Colorado? That's a little bit too much right there. My honest opinion... That's way too much. And I don't understand the Colorado Rockies. I really don't. They have no type of pitching from the rotation to the bullpen. Their offense, I mean, is still fine. 
but you got you got rid of Arenado for nothing. Bunch of low ball prospects. You didn't resign Story. You let him walk. But you signed Chris Bryant. I mean, that organization has to be one of the worst organizations in baseball. They have to be. You're either in or you're out. They're so in between. Because now them signing Bryant, it kind of gives them hope. You know what I mean? It kind of gives them hope now. It just doesn't really make any sense. It really doesn't make any sense at all. My honest opinion, it really doesn't. It really, really doesn't. But here's a move I'm happy about, though. The Yankees did re-sign Anthony Rizzo to a two-year deal. I believe it was $30 million, I believe. Which, or is either 30 or $32 million. Not bad, though. Two-year deal for Rizzo. That's fine. I'm happy that he's back. You know, listen, after the Yankees couldn't trade for Olsen, you had to think, okay, this is going to be the move. It's either going to be they pay big for Freddie or they re-sign Rizzo. So I'm happy with Rizzo signing a two-year deal. That's fine. It's not a long-term deal. He's 32 years old. He looks thinner as well. He looks pretty good. He looks good so far in spring training. He lost a lot of weight, so he looks good. You know, a lot of people were happy to get Rizzo last year, but now him re-signing, ah, what the fuck. Now people are mad. I mean, I get it. Freddie's on the market. He was on the market, and so was Olsen. I understand, but don't treat Rizzo like he's nothing. You know what I'm trying to say? Rizzo still is a really damn good ball player. You know what I mean? He still is a damn good ball player. So leave it alone. Simple as that. Leave it the fuck alone. I'm happy that he's back, though. I am happy that he's back. We'll see what happens, though. I'm happy that he's back, though. But also, the Philadelphia Phillies made some signings. They signed Brad Hand to a one-year, $6 million deal. Eh, he's not the same. He's really not the same bullpen piece he was back in San Diego. Well, with Cleveland, he was all right. But with the Mets, he really wasn't that great. Uh, Jerry is familiar. Another former Met right there. He signed a one-year deal with Philly. Eh, meh. My honest opinion, that's meh. Um... Where's the other ones? Kyle Schwarber signed a four-year deal in Philly. That's some power back behind Bryce Harper. And also this guy as well. They also signed Nick Castellanos. They gave him a five-year, $100 million deal. So you got to think, what are the Phillies really doing on the field? We know Castellanos and Harper will play the field. Schwarber most likely is going to be that primary DH. I mean, that offense for Philly, it's good. But the rest of the way, they're pitching. They have no type of pitching other than Nola and you could say Wheeler. I mean, their bullpen's shot. Their offense is going to be fine. Their offense is going to be really good. They'll hit a lot of home runs. You know, I don't know, though. I mean, yeah, them signing Han and Familia, it could work in Philly. It could absolutely work in Philly. You know, we know... Familiar struggle with the Mets and so did hands, so maybe things change in Philly, and I hope they do for them. Because I want to see I want to see Philly succeed. They almost made it to the playoffs last year, but we know how that ended. It is what it is. We'll see how they do though. 
see how many more signings we'll talk about here. Um, let's talk about four more. Do four more or so. The San Diego Padres acquired Luke Voigt in a trade from the New York Yankees. San Diego Padres traded right-handed pitcher Justin Lange for Luke Voigt. See, listen, I get Luke Voigt's been on and off the field the last couple years, but his bat is still very valuable. He really is. You know what I mean? Um, like his bat is still very ba- is it's still very valuable. It really is. You know, I still see his bat as a very valuable bat. I know his defense, obviously, he's not going to be on the field because of his injuries. He's going to be a primary DH for San Diego. But you couldn't get him back for, like, anything else. You couldn't throw in anybody else in a trade to get Voight. Just doesn't make sense. A low ball pitcher? Come on. I'm not saying you could have got Snell. I mean, you could have got Snell maybe thrown in somebody else. Maybe, like, Torres or something. I don't know. A low ball pitcher? He could, turn, he could turn out to be good, this low ball guy. I just really don't like it. I really don't. I'm sure the backup first baseman is going to be, what's his name, Guzman, if they sign him to a major league deal. But we'll see. We'll see how he does in San Diego. I do wish him the best, though. It's a real shame it couldn't work out, but, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So now we'll talk about three more signings right here. Kenley Jansen signed a one-year $16 million deal with the Atlanta Braves. So Kenley Jansen is out of L.A. now, no longer with the Dodgers. He's in Atlanta. Overall, I mean, we know Jensen really has struggled a lot out of the bullpen, especially in the postseason. We've seen him struggle a whole fucking lot coming out of the bullpen. We know that for a fact. Does it work out in Atlanta? I mean, it's different system, different fan base. It could work out in Atlanta. $16 million is it's a lot. I would say it's a lot for Jensen. But I think he'll be a little bit more comfortable out there in Atlanta. I think if Atlanta does go back to the postseason, which I believe they will, I think he'll do fine. I think he'll do just fine out there. Now, two more signings right here. So Trevor Story signed a six-year, $140 million deal with the Boston Red Sox. So six years, that's quite a lot for a guy whose defense has really, really went down the last couple years. We know Story's arm hasn't been the same. Like, I wanted him on the Yankees, but on a short-term deal, not six years. I think the... Well, I think Boston seriously overpaid for Trevor Story. I think they did. My honest opinion, I think they've overpaid for him. Like if it was if it was two years, then okay, that's fine. But six years, that's quite a lot. And we know Story's offensive game is still really good. But six years? That's a big risk. It's a big risk for Story. It really is. 
if his defense was still the same, I'd say, oh, yeah, give him whatever he wants. But with his defense going down, he's not the same player he used to be That on defense. We know his numbers outside of Coors Field, not that great. We'll see how it works out at Fenway now. And then the last signing right here we'll talk about is Carlos Correa signing a three-year, $105 million point three deal with the Minnesota Twins. What the fuck? That's all I have to say is what the fuck. Like, seriously? That I don't understand at all. I mean, the Twins have kind of stacked up in a way. They got Sanchez. They have Urshela. They trade for Sonny Gray. Not a bad uh, rotation spot. You got one of the best shortstop, if not the best shortstop in baseball, in Carlos Correa now. This doesn't make sense for Correa to go there. Like, we all thought he was going to go to Chicago to play for the Cubs or go to the Red Sox or come to New York. Go to Minnesota? I mean, I'm not trying to knock Minnesota at all. I mean, they have a bright future. They could make some noise in that AL Central. They could win that division. They actually really could. That division is kind of up for grabs. Especially since Zach Greinke, he went back to the Royals on a one-year deal, which kind of caught me off guard. You know, the Tigers, they could be something. The uh, Cleveland Guardians now. We'll see what they can do. The White Sox, I still see as the favorites to win that division. But don't count out the Twins, I guess. I guess you could say don't count them out. We know they have no recent playoff success at all. They haven't won a playoff series since 2002 when they uh, beat the was the Athletics in the ALDS. Well, it's been 20 years. It's been two decades. With them signing Correa, I mean, he's got opt-outs in his first two years. He can opt out and become a free agent after the season. If it doesn't work out... He could just wind up leaving. It could, be, it could turn out to be just a one-year deal in Minnesota. That's what it could turn out to be. Really surprising and really confusing, guys. To be honest, it really, really was. Not going to lie. After all that hype and all that buildup, where's Carlos Correa going to go? And I, I just don't get it. I honestly don't understand. All right, all right. Whatever, I guess. Whatever, I guess, though. I I really don't know. But all right, guys, at the end of this part two episode right here of football and baseball talk, I will talk to you guys tomorrow morning to break down the NHL trade deadlines. There's been moves that have happened the last couple of days. We'll see what else happens today. But all right, guys, enjoy the rest of your day, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.